This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a great one today. A lot of good stuff. One up, one down. Somebody or some team that's on the up, and same on the down. We also have Name That Team Rotation Edition coming. Twitter questions as well as Honesty Hour. I got something this week. We're hopping in the trust tree, and I got something that needs to change, and I think you all might agree. Or maybe not. I honestly don't know. But we're going to see. This one's going to be fun. Let's get to it. Some blowout. Eighth inning, 10 3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out a real pitch. He swings, and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is the first of two Tuesday episodes. Obviously, we have uh, this week in Shohei Otani news that comes out later in the day on Tuesday. But big day today. We got um, Phillies Mets starting today. Ooh, that's Alex. a big like family matchup for you. Because I, I don't know if people know. Obviously, they know that your brother pitches on the Mets. But you're friends with the owner of the Phillies. And yes. you guys are extremely close. So this is almost like a family series matchup this is yeah it's gonna be a fun series obviously justin's the closest of those relationships but he's not pitching in this series as of the probables true yes and i yeah i am i'm good friends with uh the younger john middleton the son of uh john middleton so yeah the the world series was an interesting matchup this year obviously and or this past year but it's gonna be a fun matchup very big for both of these teams in the division Phillies trying to figure it out. Looked mm-hmm. like they might be heading in the right direction. Mets looked like they had turned that corner, but now they're just kind of floating. Like, what are they? They lose yeah. the series to the Rockies. So big series for both of those teams for sure. Uh, Alex, it's also um, – I don't know if you listened to it. Yeah, I got to tell you this. Congratulations on – it was really kind of a full circle moment, your interview with Kasumba that came out yesterday again – a two-day, yeah. a two-day episode day. Um, it was so emotional and really put life, it puts life into perspective. Hearing the stories of what he has to go through and what he has to endure just to find food every single day, to have enough energy to be able to work out to play baseball is crazy. It was definitely so yesterday there was a special edition of Flipping Bats with Kasumba Dennis, the 18-year-old catcher from Uganda. And um, if you have not yet listened to that, Please do so. It was it was definitely the most powerful, emotional interview I've done um, with Flippin' Bats, and it was truly very special. And as you mentioned, it's um, it really puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about going to baseball practices without eating any food on an empty stomach and getting turned home because he hasn't eaten that day. But him being him, he goes home and works on baseball on his. He's like, "You're I can't go to practice." Fine, I'll work out on my own right. Um, But he's coming over to the United States now for the MLB Draft League. We talked all about that, how he got into baseball, those stories he told. It was was truly a special, 
truly a special conversation to be able to have. If there's one thing you want people to, to take away from that conversation, what is it? Um, I think like you said, Alex, it, it puts things into perspective. It, it truly does. And um, we might hear over here, hear, hear his conversation and say, wow, that's really tough for him to be able to do that. And I, I, it is obviously, but he doesn't view it as like a, Oh, woe is me sort of situation for him. It's all right. I'm going to, I'm going to put my hat on and go work as hard as I possibly can because my dream is to make it to major league baseball. And I'm not going to stop until that happens. And even then I'm not going to stop. And he mentions that many times. Well, the reason I work so hard is one for his grandma, which he mentioned multiple times um, and, and told that story with, with her. And two, he wants to be a major leaguer. So uh, like you said, what I learned from that is it really just it really puts things into perspective. And he is one of the hardest workers uh, you will ever find. So he is somebody that we should all be rooting for as he comes over to the United States for the first time in his life to participate in the MLB Draft League. And huge shout out to the Flippin' Bats community for, for doing your part of just getting his story out there, sharing it, retweeting it, everything we could do to help kind of raise awareness and media awareness around this situation to get him here. So yeah. that's a real good feel-good story. I'm it so is. excited. I want to meet him I in know. person one day. It's going to happen. So we're going to keep talking to him throughout this whole process. Yeah. And um, it, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody to hear his journey throughout the entire way. So uh, he is over here in the United States. As of right now, he just got here, and the MLB Draft League is about to get underway, and Kasumba Dennis will be a part of it. Well, let's stay on the up, right? Mm -hmm. So let's get to our one up, one down this week, and it can be either. I'm excited. You're excited. Okay, I was like, what did I say? No, no, no. You gave I'm me a look like, did I just one. say something wrong? Do I have something on nope. my face? Okay. You were right, because okay. we're going to stay on the up. We're going to stay on the up. And I'm going to talk about. The Detroit Tigers, oh, of course the Motor are. City Kitties, they're <laughs> hot. They're rolling two series last week, both against division rivals. Uh, you got the Kansas City Royals. You got the Chicago White Sox in a four-game series. They win three of four in that series. They win two of three against the Royals. And don't look now, the Detroit Tigers are one game, entering the new week, one game out of first place in the AL Central. Whoa. One game. Now, spare me with the, well, it's not a great division conversation. I don't care. I, I don't care. You play the cards you're dealt. The Tigers are right around 500. They're playing good baseball. They've kind of rebounded from a slow start to the season, and now they've been playing really good. Uh, they're getting production from everybody. There's not one person that's sticking out that you can say this person is carrying the Detroit Tigers. Fun fact, the Tampa Bay Rays have 11 hitters with more home runs than any single Detroit Tigers player. Also a fun fact, I don't care <laughs> at all. The Tigers are winning. <laughs> I'm happy for my former organization. I am pumped for them. Torkelson, Green, Riley Green making insane catches out in center field. Torque getting some big hits. I'm rocking a Spencer Torkelson shirt right now. I'm happy for the Tigers. Um, they are my one-up. And uh, the, the, the fans are coming back to Comerica Park. This is what the Tigers have needed for, for years. This has been missing. And I will, I will admit, I thought a year, about a year ago, I thought now is when the Tigers are going to turn a corner. They have A.J. Hinch leading the way. The young guys are starting to come up. 
No, but it appears that time might be now. And I'm, am I saying they're going to make the playoffs? I am not. But as of right now, they're a game back. They have the potential to, and they're a fun team to watch, and they're doing it without a lot of their good pitchers, Tarek Skubal being out. Um, it's, just, it's just fun. It's fun watching the Tigers be good again. I've needed this in my life, and now I can turn on Tigers games and watch a competitive, fun baseball team. They are my one-up. Can I just say it is crazy, though, that they are one game out of first place and they are still under 500? Yeah, you can say it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. I just. Yeah, it's not a good division. I know. But like I, I know, said, the entire I don't care. The East is better than the. But they're not special. in the AL East. That's the beauty of it. You play they're, the hand you're dealt. You play the hand you're dealt. And they're in second place. I am happy for you. They needed this. Good for you and your Tigers. You know, the, okay. every other team in the division is maybe not doing great because they have to play the juggernaut Detroit Tigers. Oh. You know, maybe okay. that's why the division's not great. All right. Yeah, one-up Detroit Tigers. I'm excited for them. Things are going well, and uh, that's my one-up. What's okay. your one-up? My one-up are the New York Yankees. Mm. Yeah, they are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games, but more impressive part of this whole situation is how good they've been since Aaron Judge has come back. He has literally taken this team, and the moment he came back on May 9th, has turned it around. They are 13-6 and six as of Monday afternoon since Judge has been back. And Judge alone is back to his MVP form since returning. He leads all of Major League Baseball since returning in runs scored, RBI. He's second in extra base hits, second in OPS, and is just mm. on a roll. Sunday, we saw him hit a home run and then rob a home run. And then last week, you had Garrett Cole, who just reached the 2,000 strikeout mark, yeah. becoming just the 87th pitcher in MLB history to hit that mark, the eighth Yankee to do so. The Yankees are rolling right now. They're in a tough division, a little bit different from your Tigers division. Well, I don't like the Tiger slander <laughs> whatsoever. You in brought fact, it I on. You, you go... I know they're not, it's not a great division. I said, spare but, me with that, and all you're doing but, is hitting me with that. Nah. Unbelievable. So, yeah, Yankees are my up this week. Yep, that's good. That's fair. All right, switching gears. Yeah, one down. Who's your down? Alec Manoa. Mm. Toronto Blue Jays starting pitcher, Alec Manoa. And I've really been – the year has been underwhelming, to say the least, right? He's sitting at 1-5 on the year with a 5.53 ERA. Mm -hmm. He was a Cy Young favorite to start the season. So I've been waiting to do this because I didn't want to do this, to be honest with you. And then I wanted to figure out why. Why is this happening? Why is Alec Manoa not doing very well? What could it be? Well, I think it's a couple things. One, mechanical. There's got to be something going on. Alec Manoa last year walked 51 batters. Okay. 51 batters in 196 and two-thirds innings. This year, he has 32 walks in 45 innings. I mean, that's on pace for about 100 walks, whereas last year he had 51. So mechanically, something has to be off there. His off-speed, his slider that's been his pitch in his career has not looked very good. I also have to believe there's – some mental things going on here where you know it, it just looks like he's got great he's got great stuff typically a good fastball great slider and it looks like so far this year he's understanding that he's getting hit a little bit more or walking guys so he's being more careful than he needs to be which when you have the stuff he has 
pitch with it, make people hit you. And we're seeing these walk numbers go through the roof as to what they normally are. So I think we're seeing some mechanical issues with Alec Manoa, as well as some, um, some mental struggles going on here. There are some big confidence issues. I think, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not paid to be the one to have those answers, but I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to maybe skip a start. Let them like throw a simulated game. I don't know. I don't think sending a guy down to the minor leagues is the option, but Roy Holiday was sent down into the minor leagues in his second year in the big leagues. I mean, man, it's tough. So one thing I've seen teams do, and it's not like publicly known. Phantom IL. Well, yeah, it's called the mental IL. So it's like phantom mental you you say there's some injury but you're not specific on it so you give them that 10 days to just kind of reset figure it out and then hopefully come back and reset so it sounds like yeah that's kind of what he needs to do i mean that's what you know put him on the il with arm fatigue you know it's an easy it's an like but yeah to your point, yeah. that happens all the time. All the time. Phantom it's a, IL it's is what we call it in the minor. You would have guys oh. get put on the IL, and it's just like, what? what's happening? And we'd literally just be told, it's the Phantom IL. You're fine. We need a yeah. spot. And, you know, it, it happens um, It happens in the big leagues yeah. quite often, more than yeah. we know. Um, if you see injuries that you're like, I didn't I didn't know that. It's probably a mental... Obviously, sometimes there's yeah. like, of course we don't know everything. But there are times where it's like, sometimes people just need a mental blow. Yeah. And that needs to be okay. It yeah. certainly is okay. Um, but, you know, I, I again, I don't know the answer. Skip a start. Let him build back his confidence somehow, some way. Um, but it's it's just been a struggle. 5.53 ERA onto the year. Um, a third of the se- – we're a third through yeah. the season. So, uh, tough start for him. <sighs> not even start anymore. Remember yeah. I said I'm done saying start. It's not the, the start. It's a tough yeah, season Yeah, we're, we're in it. Yep. We're in it. All right. What is your one down? Well, Ben, I hate to kick someone, an organization, a team while they're down, but I have to do it. The Oakland A's, they've lost 11 in a row, 10 and 45 on the season as of Monday. The A's are off to the worst start since 1932. They're on pace for a 30 and 132 record. That would be 13 wins less than the 2003 Tigers, who currently hold the record for fewest wins in a single season. The only reason they are in the news right now, nothing to do with their game, nothing to do with how they're playing. They are in the news because we are talking about their potential new stadium in Vegas. And at this point, if that is the only thing that is keeping your name in the headlines, there is a big problem. And I know we keep talking about it, and I know we keep breaking it down, but 11 straight losses. Something needs to change. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down on Oakland. I got nothing. I yeah. told you I'm done I know. talking about them. I'm done. I wasn't. I am done talking about the Oakland days. I wasn't. It's, ridi- it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. They need to – yeah, I'm done. Yeah. All right. But I agree. You know I agree. You it's, know you can't, I agree. You can't not have them be a down. <laughs> yeah. 11 in a row. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's keep things honest here. Ben, right. it's honesty hour time. It is. Let's – uh. Let's get in the trust tree. Okay. It's time. I have a good one this week. Ready? I think. I'm interested to see what you think about this. Okay. We need to get rid of the dropped third strike rule. Ooh. Get rid of it. Okay. Done. Now, let me tell you why now is the time for me to bring this up in Honesty Hour. There was a play over the weekend in a high school 
title game mm-hmm. where the pitcher struck out the batter and the umpire rings him up, yeah. calls him out, and then apparently it hit the dirt. Runner takes off. The team, it was the last out of the championship game. The team is dogpiling on the field while the batter is running all the way around the bases. Nobody knows what's going on. The run comes and touches home. The umpire's like, well, I said it dropped in the dirt. Then the other team starts celebrating, all because the batter was called out, and then it turned out it was a drop third strike rule, and he comes all the way around, and that's how this title game ended. Madness. Chaos. Absolute chaos. Okay? So that's the reason for this. Now, here's why I'm saying we got to get rid of it. Get rid of the rule. If a pitcher throws a pitch that is so nasty that the batter swings at it and strikes out, the batter should be out. You're putting so much pressure on the catcher. Like, the pitcher did his job. The catcher did his job calling what pitch for him to throw. He throws it, fools the batter, and now you're going to punish the team because the catcher couldn't catch it even if it had enough movement on it. Because it was so disgusting that even the catcher couldn't it catch it. It doesn't make sense. So you know what I think You know what I think is fair? Huh? Moving the runners that are on base can certainly move up if the ball gets passed. But the batter that swung and missed and swung at a third strike it shouldn't be rewarded with a base because he struck out. But, oh, the catcher couldn't catch it, so I'm going to run. Well, you couldn't hit it. Oh, you're saying like they could they could steal, like they can still like go, like or that you automatically move them? Because what if what if bases are loaded and they strike out? You're bringing someone home. Well, you, the rule. Yeah. If if the ball drops yeah. in the third strike, as long as there's less than two outs or nobody nobody on first base, you can run to first base. Yes. Obviously, I'm saying that should not be the case. You should just be out. Yeah. The runners that are on base, I'm saying, can certainly move, obviously. But the the runners shouldn't get to also take off for first base if if there's nobody on first or there's two. Like, I, I it doesn't make any sense to me. So it, it ruins Justin's 3,000th strikeout. 3,000! Only a few pitchers in the history of baseball. The runner ended up on first base. And then it, it doesn't count as a strikeout? It counts as a strikeout. Okay. But the runner gets on first base. It ruins the moment. I mean, sure, it's 3,000 strikeouts and it's very cool, but the ball gets past the catcher. The pitch was nasty. The runner takes off to first base. He ends up on first. And then Justin, like, hat tips to the crowd, but it's kind of like, well, the guy ended up on first base. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's so frustrating. So I I did some diving here. Okay. Why this is a rule. Because it's like what? This is one of the. What happened? How what was? How did it come about? This is a great question. It's a great question, and I needed to answer. It's one of the old, old baseball rules that we just never got rid of. This rule was implemented in 1845. No. Listen, listen to this. This is actually crazy. The rule was implemented in 1845 to mitigate catchers intentionally dropping the last pitch to initiate what would be declared as a double play. By the way, the rules were set up. Now, to make sense of this, you have to go back even further before a catcher was actually even put back behind the plate. Pitchers, before 1845, were right in front of home plate and would lob the ball up into the air. So there was no need for a catcher back behind the plate. By 1845, the pitchers had moved back towards like a more traditional, what we know as a pitcher, had moved back and were able to throw the ball more horizontal instead of just lobbing it up in the air. So to counteract this, some batters 
were just taking the more horizontal pitch for a third strike, intentionally striking out and running to first base. So to mitigate that, they came up with this rule of, well, yeah, you have to, that's how a catcher got put back there, all of this. It came about in 1845. 1845 to mitigate all of these rules happening and kind of trying to figure out how to evade the rules and end up on first base. So to mitigate that, they put this rule into place. Why is it still a rule? It shouldn't be. You know what else was a rule back in the day? Back at this time? I'm going to read some of these rules, Alex. I'm going to read some of the rules that were in place right around this time. Batters had the right to request a low or a high pitch from 1867 to 1887. You could walk up to the plate and say, I want a high pitch or I want a low pitch. Yep, that was after this rule was put in place. Fly balls could be caught off of a bounce until 1864. Wait. 1864. Wait, so it could bounce and catch it and you'd still be out? Yep, one bounce. Foul balls, in fact, until 1883. Pitchers were required to throw underhand until 1883. That was a rule implement- still in so place softball. after this rule. It was like rule. a softball yeah. pitcher. The spitball was allowed until 1920. But pitchers who had been throwing it for years were grandfathered in even after 1920. Ground rule doubles were actually home runs until 1930. What? Are we? But the the drop third strike rule is the one we want to keep. It That's makes no crazy. sense. Get rid of it. It's just yeah. still a thing because we never changed it. Yeah. Change it. Yeah. If a batter swings it's and time. misses at a pitch that was so nasty that the catcher couldn't even catch it, he shouldn't be rewarded with a base. No. Honesty hour, we're in the trust tree. Get rid of the rule. Get rid of the drop third strike rule. Yeah, the batter did nothing. He failed. Yeah. You're out. You should not. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. I've always when thought of it. When you break it down that way, it, it makes no sense. I used to think of this back when I was when I was in high school because we had like a really, um, you know, like when, when you'd play at fields with really long backstops. Yeah. I always thought about this. Like what if a pitcher throws a pitch like, way high yeah. or curveball like behind fastball behind me accidentally i should just swing with two strikes next thing you know i'm on base like that's it's ridiculous it's as bad as these other rules it is people are going to see these rules and the year is the year is 2985 and they're going to read these rules and it's going to say the spitball was allowed until 1920 and then it's going to say the drop third strike was allowed until 2025? That can't be right. Nope, it sure is. Sure is. It's still a rule. Why? We need to start a movement. Yeah. Well, this is start a movement. We're starting it. Change the rule. Yep, I agree. Drop it. I obviously. I like it. Thank you. I like this honest hour. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. (sighs) <sighs> that was a nice one. Thanks. All right, let's play your favorite game. Okay. Name that team. We are still on starting rotation. Is it my favorite? I feel a lot of pressure during this well, game. Well, okay, because you didn't get them all last time, so now you're feeling pressure. Well, especially, like, they're getting harder. Yeah. As we, you know. So. I think it'll be okay. Okay, let's Ready? do it. Yep. Team number one. UCLA. Okay. High school out of Florida. Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic, mm. University of South Carolina. 
Name that team. South Carolina, UCLA, high school out of Florida, Dominican, Dominican, South Carolina. Oh, this is tough. I feel like I should know the UCLA answer, and I'm frustrated that I don't. UCLA, then high school out of Florida. South Carolina at five. So I know Jordan Montgomery is South Carolina. Under 30 to go. Mm. Back to back Dominican guys at three and four in the rotation. Let me know if you want to phone a friend. You have 10 seconds. Okay, I'm gonna guess. Ace just hit a major milestone. I'm gonna guess the Royals. Yankees. Yankees? Garrett Cole. Oh, Garrett Cole. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I even gave you some help. I was thinking Granky. Oh. And then I, Clark Schmidt, I did not know that. Did I, I Did I mess up who you I wasn't gonna, gonna get that. I know Garrett, oh. I'm, I'm friends with Garrett. I don't know how this happened. I'm an idiot. I didn't know Nestor was a high school guy out of Florida. Okay. Severino. Okay. Jermon. Uh, it's okay. It's not. Okay. Okay. 0 for 1. Yep. Tough. Are you ready for team number two? <sighs> yeah. All right. Team number two, University of South Florida, high school out of California, high school out of Florida, Webster University, and high school <laughs> out of Georgia. Webster and USF are my two colleges Good I luck. get, and then it's all high school guys? Good luck. What? Yeah. USF and Webster are my yep. two colleges, then three high school guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What are you gonna go with? I think I'm. Seconds. I think I'm gonna be wrong. Okay. But my guess is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you needed that. Wow. I could feel your energy. You needed that. Man. Okay, yeah. I really needed that. I know. I knew that. I knew Glassnow was high school California. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, wasn't sure about McClanahan, but I thought okay. I thought he was at not like a super major college. Yeah. Okay. Good work. Good yeah. work. Thank you. All right, even five hundred. Ready for team Wonder number three? One. Yeah. Okay. Number two, that is. Team number three. Mm -hmm. Dominican Republic. High school out of is that Alabama? Alabama. Yep. High school out of Florida. Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Name that team. Three Dominican guys in the rotation with two high school guys yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Dominican ace. A Dominican ace. Um, okay, the Mariners are coming to mind, maybe. Mariners. 30 seconds um, left. Wow. Three Dominican uh -huh. and two high school. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'll just I'll I'll guess the Mariners. Miami. Miami. Yeah. Sandy, Edward Cabrera, Yuri Perez. Jesus Lazardo was high school out of Florida. I did not know that. Braxton Garrett. Oh, these are getting tougher, and I'm yeah. going one for three in a lot of them. I know. I mean, this is tough. I think Ooh. I think we've almost gone all the teams. And almost. Does oh, that man. run through your mind too? Like I've already guessed this team. I've already guessed yeah, that team. Yeah. Is that gone too? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm like, I think we've done that team, but I'm not sure. Like I think that every single time I'm like, I swear we've done this team. And no, I'm like, oh yeah, we also did like the Mariners. Infield. The Mariners, I was thinking, I think we've done that team. Yeah. But I'm not sure. And then I had like Luis Castillo in mind and couldn't get once I get a team in I know, my head. Then you can't get it out. Then you're oh, it's so hard to get them out of my head. It's okay. All right. One All for right. three. Yeah. C plus. Eh, C minus. Plus. Minus. They're hard teams. You got a cool. bell curve, remember? All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap things up with some fan questions. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. First one comes from Savannah. Okay. Why does it seem like young pitching prospects are taught to be the starters in the minors when bullpen help seems to be an issue with most major league teams? Or how does that work? That's a good question. And the, the answer to it is that starters are more valuable than – closers or relievers and that's just the cold hard truth look at the money that yeah. look at the money that these pitchers are getting look how much more starters get paid compared to relievers so if you have a stud arm you would rather that pitcher be a starter for you for a long time and get you six seven innings as opposed to being a reliever now where where you do have guys shift to that reliever option is when you have guys that have really electric stuff, but maybe start running out of gas later into a start. Or sometimes it just happens, you know, like they go through a tough spell and then you bring them in out of the bullpen and they're dominant for an inning. And then next thing it's like, well, maybe this guy could be a good closer. Look at Aroldis Chapman and the career he's had. Aroldis Chapman was a starter for the Cincinnati Reds. And then we saw his velo start to drop beginning of games. He's throwing 102. And then it's like, well, that would work well out of a closer, mm -hmm. you know? So it just, it kind of depends. It's a feel situation out of organizations, but by and large, you'd rather your guys come in as starters and, and then you just adjust in the minor leagues typically. Uh, but for example, the guy we just saw get called up for the angels guy out of Tennessee, Ben Joyce, that was, he's been a reliever. He throws 105 miles an hour. He was a reliever Ooh. in college. And now he comes over in professional baseball and he's still a reliever. Some guys just come in as relievers, but it's not very often it happens. Typically, like the elite schools will have closers that get drafted. Um, but for the most part, organizations want you to be a starter because simply they're just more valuable. And then sometimes it's good to have that middle long relief guy if you're yeah. coming up from the minors too. Like. Yep. All right. That's a good question. Yeah, great question. Next question comes from Nick. Ben. Do you ever miss being in West Michigan? I Yeah, I loved West Michigan. I made a lot of stops in my professional baseball career. Norwich, Connecticut, Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, Lakeland, Florida, and West Michigan was by far my favorite. Just awesome. the Grand Rapids community rallying around the Whitecaps. The stadium was beautiful. I was actually there in the year 
um, the season after there was a fire at the stadium and like half of the half of the stadium burned down. Whoa. So it was like a big community effort and it was like emotional there. And my first home game opening day at home for the Whitecaps was like the first day back. And I remember the emotion being there. And I, I was w walking in from warming up to get ready to head into the dugout. And I got like pulled over by the news to be interviewed like right before the game and the emotion like in the reporter's voice and like the crowd like it was just so special and being there was awesome it was definitely a highlight uh highlight of my career you know it get the the weather gets nicer in grand rapids into the season you're getting 12,000 fans a night and um yeah it was it was it was special it was really really cool i loved grand rapids and i certainly i certainly miss it love that for you yeah all right, final one. This one comes from Jay Hernandez. Ben, who makes it to another World Series first? Yankees or Mets? <laughs> and do you think we'll see them head-to-head -head in a World Series in the next seven years? Thanks. Love the podcast. Who makes it to a World Series first? Yeah, Yankees or Mets? You might piss off a lot of New York people here. I'm going to piss off some people, but I was given a question, yep. and I'm going to answer it. I'm going to take the Mets. Oh. Okay. And I'm going to take the Mets because of Steve Cohen. Yeah. I don't think Steve Cohen is stopped. Steve Cohen is now what the Yankees were in the 90s yep. and early 2000s. Yep. You know, the Steinbrenners of the this. It's now Steve Cohen. Yep. Steve Cohen has the money in New York and he's willing to spend it to get a championship. That's all he cares about. That's what he wants. This is his passion project. He and his wife love the New York Mets and they have the money to buy the New York Mets and they want a championship and he's willing to spend that money to do it. And as of right now, you know what I've seen from the Yankees in the past decade plus is a team that is good and gets into the playoffs and is not as good as the best team in the league. They have not been able to, to jump the hurdle of the Houston Astros in a, in a long time. And I just think Steve Cohen isn't going to stop spending money until they get until they get to the World Series, until they win a World Series. And the second part of the question, was it seven years? Do you think we'll see them head-to-head -head in a World Series in the next seven years? Why seven years? That feels know. like a – I would love to know why seven years is the number you pulled out. But uh, I would – I'm going to say – How long is uh, Aaron Judge's contract? Like a decade. Okay. Right? I don't I – don't, Like eight years maybe? Eight to ten? I don't think it's seven years. Is it seven? I mean, I don't know. But that'd be interesting if that yeah. was. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. Eight years. Eight. Yeah. I'm gonna say we get a Subway Series in the next seven Ooh. years. I think the the Yankees. If the Yankees don't get there for another seven years, That's it's been bad. over a decade. It's currently really bad. Yeah. It's current. I grew up with the Yankees. I grew up. In my teenage years, the Yankees not making it and people still clamoring on about 27 wins. Well, now there's people that are alive that are Yankees fans that haven't seen a single one. Like, stop with the 27 rings talk because a lot of people haven't seen one. Mm -hmm. They, it's you're, you're the living New York, in the past, man. You're the New York Yankees. You gotta get, you gotta you get back. You do. You gotta get back. You remember last year when they didn't make it and ownership was like, well, we were close. We were how many games short? Four. You Four got swept. Short. No, that's, got a, swept. That, that's a bad rebrand right there. That's not the Yankee way of that's a rebrand. That's not the Yankees I know. What I want to see is how pissed off 
LeBron was after he got swept in the Western Conference Final and said, I, this isn't fun for me. If I'm not in the championship, this isn't fun. That's the same kind of attitude that the Yankees should have. Not, yeah. oh, we were four games short. It's like, no, buddy. I, you lost. Before we finish, yep. I must say, because you brought it up, oh. I'm, not the, I'm not the biggest basketball guy in the world, Yep. but I know what's happening around the league. And the this the sweep, I don't. Th- I think LeBron just pulled retirement out to to get the ten to get the attention off of a sweep. He's, I don't. I don't think there is much account. He owns I, a media company. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, but to yeah. your point, it's like he's keeping how, his name in the conversation. How you know you saw how pissed LeBron is. He just said he's going to retire to get all the attention off no, of getting swept. He just said he has to think about his future well, in I, basketball. That's but fair. He, he knows what he's doing. He's of brilliant. Of course he does. Of course he knows. The he's second he says mogul. that, yeah. people are going to go from, Genius. wow, the attention, Genius. all the oh, the Lakers got swept to the attention being, is LeBron done? What yep. is his legacy? Smart. When the attention shouldn't be on either of those, he it should be on the, the Denver Nuggets and how good they were. <laughs> Boom. Done. We're done. Great show. <laughs> One of two. We have this One week in Otani news coming up. Uh, if you're listening Later. in the morning. That releases Tuesday afternoon. And if you're listening in the afternoon, guess what? It's out already. And, again, I'll mention it one more time because it is worth mentioning. If you have not yet listened to the Kasumba Dennis interview that was a special edition of Flippin' Bats that came out on Monday, please, please do so. What a special um, what a special thing to do and to be able to have, and his journey is awesome. So, um, everybody, make sure you check that out. Thank you for listening to this first Tuesday episode. Make sure you like, subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast. Hit that subscribe button. It is free to do so. It's also free to follow on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single thing on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. That does it for this episode. Until next time, my friends.